Today I have Russ Nix from Aegis RX with me. This is the second interview with Russ. Please see previous vlogs for more information on his background because right now I just wanna jump right into our topic today, which is policies and procedures. Everyone's favorite thing to do. Yeah, not, but they are so very important and they can make or break a facility during a survey or a visit from a regulatory agency. Policies and procedures need to meet the intent of the regulations, of course, but they also need to be followed. Russ, I know you do a lot of work with policies and procedures for institutions, so give us some insight on why this is an area of focus for you. Sure, uh, so, so really uh, policies and procedures weren't initially a focus for me. Um, when I first started envisioning drug diversion programs and how I would build them and hopefully, you know, send them out into other hospitals, I really want to focus on education, investigation, and adjudication. So uh, the, the best way I could say it is I wanted to teach it, I wanted to find it, and then I wanted to get rid of it. Um, and that was kind of, you know, my overarching thought at the time. Um, and then <laughs> I learned very quickly that, um, the policies and procedures kind of have to take priority over all of that. Um, it's because it's uh, basically your policy has to be established to give validity to the program itself. Um, it has to uh, give validity to the investigative process, um, to the practices and the procedures that you're investigating. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where uh, everything has to have a, a Genesis, so to speak, and in a start, and that is where your policies come into play. Um, I think that uh, they also really provide support uh, when you are looking at your practices and you're also reporting to those regulatory boards and those entities that want to come in and, and do inspections. And, and uh, so the policy kind of becomes that foundation that you stand on. Um, and uh, I, I use this term a pretty good bit when I'm speaking with with clients and potential clients. I think that your policy really uh, gives consistency uh, and teeth, so to speak, to uh, any of the actions that you take once you've started uh, that drug diversion program. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting how before I was involved in pharmacy management or leadership, when I was working as a staff pharmacist, you, you have to read the policies and procedures before you start work and then they refer to it. Well, what does the policy say? And, but it was just policies were one of those things that was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. But when I got involved in leadership and then started being involved in surveys and those type and meetings, everything is the, the policies and procedures are pivotal. In fact, some institutions, I think, take it to the other piece where when you identify an issue, the question in a meeting is, well, what does the policy and procedure say? And then if it's covered in the policy and procedure, well, it's covered in the policy and procedure. They should know that. So the education to the policies and procedures is the other piece of that. But yes, if it's not in your policies and procedures, you don't have the guidance when survey comes, you don't know what your reference point is and right. it becomes an HR thing as well because if somebody says well show me in the policies where it says that I have to do that 
than um, like I think there was one institution where they did not state in their policies and procedures that they should not have meds for two patients in their hand at one time. And so when I called that out on an audit, the, the supervisor, the manager says, well, where does it say it in the policy and procedure the employee wants to know? And my thought was, seriously, we have to tell you that, that you can't do that. Um, but sure enough, it wasn't there. They didn't feel that they could hold them accountable because the policies and procedures didn't say that. So right. we set the policies in for a revision. But um, a lot does come down to those policies and procedures. And I think if you're not in a position to really recognize that, then you don't realize how important that is. So you're right. Absolutely. Are there some practices in particular related to controlled substances that need to be covered in policies that you have discovered? So that one's hard for me uh, to say and specifically. The reason I say that is because in my experience, I found that there should be some type of policy for every phase of controlled substance travel through the healthcare facility. Um, so whether it's, you know, the order and receipt, whether it's storage or inventory, whether that's in the, the main pharmacy or that's in a uh, dispensing cabinet, uh, and then your dispense, your administration and your waste, controlled substances are under so much scrutiny from regulatory agencies, from, from different areas, from the DEA, from the Board of Pharmacy, Board of Nursing, everybody's looking at controlled substances right now. Um, there's even, you know, campaigns from the federal government wanting to look at this and, and, and putting a, a good bit of money across. And I think that uh, uh, we're, we're very aware that right now there's not a lot of things that are uh, bipartisan supported in, in D.C., but this is one of them. And uh, because of that, I think that controlled substances really, there should be some type of language in your policies that uh, really addresses every aspect of the controlled substance presence while it's in your hospital. Do you notice any consistent, when you go to different facilities, is there a consistent topic that is typically missing from their policy repertoire or is it kind of across the board? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's really kind of funny. There's a lot of there's a lot of diversity in in policies and how they're being put in. And I think uh, I think that's really because there's some organizations that are trying to uh, do everything they can and go as aggressively as possible after this problem. And then there's others that have just decided they don't even have a problem. And so I think that you, um, and there's there's the balance of trying to uh, find leadership that wants to really hammer down on the drug diversion in the health and in healthcare and and the opioid crisis from one aspect and one angle, where the other wants to protect their people and protect their staff. And I, I think that there's a there's a a little bit of a a little bit of a polarity there. And, and I think that's really why we see so much change and so much variety in the policies. Um, so I think that's probably, I, th I think that's probably why it's that way, but I do see a lot of different, a lot of different approaches when it comes to policies. Do you run into some that are too specific? And maybe that's, I know that when we're dealing with medication administration and the pathway and those types of things in the pharmacy, 
sometimes I find that they can get too specific because if you don't follow them to the letter and you have a problem, then you can be called out on that. But in terms of controlled substances and those related policies, do you find that sometimes facilities have them too specific? Absolutely. So uh, one thing that I've noticed that a lot of healthcare organizations do, a lot of facilities do, and, and this is something that even until I had a couple of years in and was actually noticing it in policies um, and noticing that, um, so people that divert medication um, are not dumb. They're intelligent people and they find different ways to uh, circumvent the system. And uh, one of those things is to act in a way that seems compliant with policy and having a knowledge of the policy while doing something that's a deviant behavior. Um, and one of those things uh, that I've noticed is um, a lot of organizations will be very specific with their brands or their models of certain dispensing cabinets of certain things and saying, you know, this is where it needs to go. And, uh, you know, when they do that, they put that in the policy and then two years later, a contract changes and you change from one cabinet to another or you change from one brand to another or a model to another, then you're giving a diverter a loophole. And they're saying, I wasn't compliant because I wasn't going to waste in this particular manner because it's not even there anymore. And so, you know, I, I, haven't, I haven't actually done anything wrong because the policy's not even up to date. The policy's outdated and you're asking me to follow an outdated policy. So you're trying to trap me. And, and I think that sometimes Healthcare organizations don't go, wait a minute, these people are, are smart. And you got to remember uh, when you, most people, when they engage in a behavior that they know is not necessarily right, they do it in a planned way. And so they, they look for a way to say, how am I going to justify this? Or how am I going to explain this if I do get caught? And if we put our policies in certain language that can be broken down and uh, disqualified, then that's the first way they do it. Well, okay. That goes to a whole new level of when I previously said they have to follow the policy. <laughs> that's interesting. And I'm sure you just sit there looking at them like, really, this is the excuse you're going to give, but you do, but you, you're also aware that they're right, that yeah. they're, they are looking at an outdated policy that hasn't been reviewed. Um, you know, it's even to the, you know, to the point where when you're implementing a new software platform or a new technology that you don't name that by brand or by some you know type of language that you leave it as automatic dispensing cabinet you know or waste reservoir however you need to put it um, instead of using a certain name because those things change and when those things do change and we yeah, have worked in healthcare long enough to know that contracts change, providers change. When that happens, if your policy doesn't change with it and your language doesn't uh, leave room for them to know appropriate automatic dispensing cabinet, you know, that kind of thing. If you don't have that language in the right way, then it can be torn apart and utilized against you. Wow. Okay. Do you have any 
stories that you can share with us about a facility that was fined or had a survey finding due to a policy issue specifically? Sure. Uh, so I do actually uh, recall a very specific uh, time when I was at an organization and Joint Commission came in. And I think you and I both know uh, when facilities are, are facing a Joint Commission visit, they immediately go into panic mode. And, and you know, I know when I started in healthcare in 99, um, we were told, hey, if Joint Commission's here, uh, you see a group of people in ties and suits coming, hide. Yeah. Just, just get, go somewhere. I didn't even high. need to be told that. I just did it. <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, it was one of those things where you were given a little book that you stuck in your pocket uh -huh. and had key mm -hmm. answers, but, um, and that was just saying, Hey, I don't know the answer, but I know where to find it. And it's That's in this right. little book. Because that is a valid answer. I don't know, but let me look. <laughs> right. And, and so, I, you know, I grew up, you know, my career grew up in that culture. Um, so when joint commission came in, you know, it was one of those things where you, Joint Commission was the uh, basically the standard for what is coming and what needed to be done. And um, Joint Commission came in pretty much in the infant stages of, of the drug diversion program built at Piedmont. And the first thing they asked about was policies and procedures. And they said, we want to see what you're doing. We want to know what you're doing. And, um, you know, we were, we were, you know, building something that wasn't actually being built at that time in, in the area. And so uh, I was told to go sit down with joint commission, which was just a nightmare for me. You know, I was like, I'm not even going to, my career is not going to survive this visit. But, um, but it was funny because when I got there, the takeaway was, you know, we need more organizations doing this. We need more organizations building policies and implementing policies that are going to uh, address healthcare drug diversion, are going to address controlled substances in, in the facility. Um, and so uh, it was kind of confirmed when I started to see DEA inspections. Um, as, as time progressed, you started to see uh, the regulatory entities come into play. And the first DEA inspection I had um, I met two DEA agents at the door and the first thing they asked for wasn't to see anywhere where there was possible diversion. It wasn't to go see the pharmacy. It was to go to my office and they wanted to sit down at a table and look at our policies. And so um, I think it had come full circle to where I was like, oh, Joint Commission several years ago was telling us the writings on the wall um, that policies are going to be paramount when, when all of this starts to escalate. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So as tedious as they are, they need to yeah. be done. They do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if a facility wanted assistance with their policies and procedures, that's a service that Aegis RX provides. What types of services surrounding that do you offer? So yeah, we definitely offer that. Um, that is actually what I would consider one of the greatest strengths of Aegis RX. Um, because obviously I have um, been able to have the opportunity to build policies from nothing to uh, a, a comprehensive policy. Uh, so uh, services as far as policy and procedures are concerned, uh, we do everything from um, helping author it from scratch to uh, reviewing and revising existing policies, um, looking through what is already in place and amending those things. Um, adding to uh, parts that would make it more compliant for uh, DEA compliance or any other regulatory entities. 
um, to uh, basically just saying, hey, can you do an attachment that would address a particular thing or just read over it and tell us what you think? So uh, anything as far as policies or procedures are concerned, uh, we pretty much do exhaustive services. Okay. So the answer to this question might vary a little bit depending on what a client wants, but do you assign them any kind of homework? If you've got a prospective client that has come to you and said, we need help with this, do you give them a checklist of homework to start with before you start reviewing or come on site or start working with them? So it does change a little bit uh, as far as what a client's specific needs are. Um, but I do have one particular piece that I kind of give across the board. And uh, that one is there's an insight or a feedback that I can't provide, um, which is the workflow aspect, the practices within your hospital. Um, all hospitals are a little different as to how they give patient care, uh, what units that give patient care, where uh, the vast majority of their business comes from, so what their workflow looks like. And those are pieces that, you know, if you, it's kind of funny because if your policy is restricting workflow, it can be as compliant as it wants, but if it's restricting workflow and affecting patient care, then we're falling outside of the pursuit of excellence in healthcare. However, if your policy is too lax because it's trying to support workflow and, and make sure that people are, are getting to do what they need to do, but it's not compliant, then we're gonna end up with patient harm or we're gonna end up with, with sanctions. So really you have to find that that balance. And that is typically my biggest piece I ask for is to say, give me a team of state stakeholders that can walk me through the workflow needs, um, walk me through the standard practices, and let's build a policy that balances patient care with regulatory compliance, because that's where that balance ends up being crucial. Yeah, that's a really good point because as we stated earlier, you've got to have them, but you also have to follow them. And right. many regulations don't tell you specifically how you have to accomplish something. You just sure. have to make sure that the general topic is covered and it meets certain criteria, but how you go about it is your decision and so the facility needs to decide that so you're right one policy does not fit all because right. you know you really need to adjust to what is practical for the institution and what can and be done absolutely and i think that you know one specific area where all healthcare organizations that i've spoken to so far and anyone who works in pharmacy or works in drug diversion uh programs they all have the same Frustration, so to speak, or is, is the ambiguity of DEA regulation. It's the, the vague way they tell us the factors that we're supposed to consider when we're reporting. And the reporting is mandatory, but the language behind the factors is kind of left to interpretation. So, um, you know, I strongly suggest that organizations find a way in their policy to go ahead and address those factors go ahead and say, hey, here is how we interpret the language of those Define factors. them for yourself. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that way, when you do have an inspection or you do have an incident and they come in, you say, hey, we took your factors and we 
where here's our policy in response to those factors. Um, because like you said, you know, it's gotta be compliant, but it also has to balance with patient care. Um, and I think sometimes you have to write those policies and, and, and go ahead and address some of those issues so that, you know, you don't have to have that conversation face to face with a DEA agent when he wants to know why you haven't been compliant or why something's different. You can pull out a policy that already has some of that language in it. Sure. That makes perfect sense. All right. Thank you very much for your time today, Russ. Thank we'll talk you. talk again soon. All right.